Welcome to People Interacting with People, a podcast about just that, people interacting with people. I'm your host, Pippa Hurst. So one thing I have been finding through this experience is that sometimes the conversation after the interview holds some uh, special tidbits as well. So uh, in this bonus episode, as part of my conversation with Mark in episode six, we talk a little bit about technology, uh, Mark's experience with the police here in Las Vegas, Uh, the perceptions we have, why color matters, and a few other things. So please enjoy this bonus episode. I think that's a good, you know, uh, theme. I think the theme is definitely good. The timing is perfect, actually, you know what I mean? Like, post like post-pandemic people were I mean even we're still in the pandemic exactly like even during the pandemic people yeah. are want to gonna people are curious to know where people are at yeah. people what conversations people are having you know what I mean what 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 are we talking about what is real real like what is going on what is the reality of the reality right now not, not reality tv what is the reality of I just our... I think a lot of people white people especially uh are just not like we were talking about earlier don't have the conversations. Yeah. They either don't have the opportunities to have the conversations because they grow up in an environment like I did where mm-hmm. you're not exposed to people of different mm-hmm. race or culture or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Skin color. Um, so we're just not aware of that experience. Exactly. And in these last five years, through my experiences, I have had so many wonderful encounters with people in yeah. the black community. Yeah that I want to be able to share. And I did in writing, Mm -hmm. but in writing the conversations, I lost a lot of the authenticity of the person that I was speaking to because I ended up writing it in my own voice somewhat because Uh if I didn't write it right right away, there were two conversations I got down really well. Yeah, One with a woman in in Washington, Mm D.C., Uh, and one with a couple of OGs in Harlem. Wow. They were so cool. And And the conversation was so good, and I wrote it down right away, so I really caught... Their language, yeah. their intonations, yeah. the way they said things, how we we spoke together, yeah. but yeah, I have to, uh, I have decided that this is a better way to do that, to share that with the I world, think, yeah. because I'm, you can hear the person's voice. You grabbing them, yeah, you can hear all of their, the accents language. from the different states, the the. The choice of words is very different a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, you hear the emotion, just their energy. Exactly. Energy. 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 Yeah. Anything in writing and online, there is a loss of that energy, which we talked about early on in this yeah. conversation. The whole idea of energy. I, I'm not one for online dating because you lose something you of lose that, that person's out. energy exactly. through a computer screen or a phone. You need to actually be physically in that person's presence to mm-hmm. understand whether there's a real connection. Yeah. That's just my take on it. But of course, I'm nearly 50, so. <laughs> no, I agree with you. That I'm authenticity, you need that, that authenticity. Okay. I think it's fine if you want to meet somebody that way, but right. get yourself off the computer as fast as possible and into a situation where you're face to face. Face to face, flesh, where you can see that genuine um, body language. Yep. All Tone that of voice. Sincerity, yeah. All of those other attributes. 
you want to experience that. That's the experience. When you're going through the social media, all that takes away from the human experience. Yeah, it's a great way to share stuff initially or to connect initially, but I think there comes a point where it needs to go beyond that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, not like you like you said, there definitely is like, you know, between white and black people, we just we're there's a, a barrier or a communication barrier. There's not there's conversations I don't know what my neighbor's going through. I don't know exactly what they're going through, so how would I feel any type of affection towards them exactly you know what I mean the empathy the compassion I'm under impression that they're they have the same uh, resources that I do you know what I mean or I'm being conveyed that they are these type of people or you know I'm being fed the perception of this through this type of media yeah exactly it's a lot of different variables playing uh, tug of war or whatever and we're all human Mm -hmm. but at the same time if you have a different skin color, it affects your experience yeah. on this planet. And so we can't be ignorant to the fact that even though we're all human, color does matter mm. in the sense that it creates a different experience. It does. Uh, and it would be great if that Can could change. Can I tell you change. a crazy experience? Yeah, please. Oh, my God. Like, the first time I experienced, like, Something like anything crazy with the police. I, I've never thought I would, but it, I, <laughs> I was on my work, way to work. Kid you not. This is prior to me having a vehicle. I was taking the bus and riding my bike, and I was going. I was working as a security guard at the CSN College of Southern Nevada, and so I had to take my. I had to. I was driving, riding my bike to the bus stop, and the bus was going to take me all the way to you know the college. But prior to me getting there there was like some construction on the street so i had to uh like swerve around these cones mind you this this early it's like the crack of dawn the sun hasn't even risen yet it's like 5 a.m um and out of nowhere some police lights come on Uh right behind me Uh i'm like all right so i kind of i'm still riding my bike but i'm on the side of the road and then turns out they they did they i'm thinking they're gonna pass me up they didn't they stayed right behind me so i just get off my bike like, I'm literally going, like, eight miles an hour. <laughs> like, I'm not going fast at all. So I get off my bike, and then so they get out their car and all that stuff. I'm like, what? They really pulled me over on a bicycle? You know what I mean? Like, 5 a.m. And and this is you coming home from work? This is me getting ready to go to work. Getting so ready to go. at this point, they're jeopardizing, you know, my money, you know, my income, my right. source of income, just for whatever their... Your livelihood. Yeah, you know, so... They're questioning me, all right, so uh, you were swerving around the the cones. I said, uh, because I didn't want to hit the cone. Like, I can't drive through it. Uh, like, not being, like, serious, but not trying to be smart. Right. Be a smart aleck like anything. But If I was on my bike and I saw cones, I would swerve around them, too, just for the fun of it. Like, yeah. Like, and I, there's no traffic on the street <laughs> there was no one. Yeah. So I did that, and then and I'm like, okay. So I let them know. They're like, "Where are you? What are you doing here?" I'm like, "I'm a security officer. I'm on my way to work." And he was like, "Are your arm? Are your arm security officer?" I said, "No." You know what I mean? I'm like, "Wow, you were you were worried about concerned whether or not if I'm armed, for what reason? You know what I mean? Like, what if I was armed? Then what? You know what I mean? Like, right. So that to me was just like, wow. 
I really need to not be in these situations. I shouldn't even be, you know, that kind of made me, I don't know, I was frustrated. I didn't know how to feel in that in that situation, really. I felt like kind of helpless, like who... Who do I like? Who how who do who do I call to police these guys if anything was to transpire? You know what I mean? Right. And like, so, I don't know that that kind of, that to me was an experience that I'll never forget. How old were you then? That was about like three years ago. Okay. So I was what 23, 24, 23. Yeah. 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 So that was uh, that it's happened that, here. It's that idea that you're being treated differently. Yes. And being put in jeopardy by people who are, or feeling as though you are in jeopardy by the people who are meant to be protecting you. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what yeah. it felt like? Yeah. And then, like, yes, it did. It felt like they were on, like, a power trip. Like they were abusing their authority, clearly. And it was like a, it was a, like a Latino woman. <laughs> it was a Samoan guy, like a, a Hawaiian guy or something. But they were definitely abusing their authority because I didn't I didn't I did nothing wrong and they could have been doing something a lot more productive right but yeah that was an experience for me aside from you know it well, been a lot worse it's that whole idea of driving while black right on a bike though like I was like <laughs> I had me dying laugh I'm like what for that's real insane. y'all crazy that's insane and that's just a, basically a stereotype that's perpetuated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You felt like they were pulling you over. Let's see if he got a warrant. Let's see if we can pin anything on this guy. Like, he might be going to work, but yeah, what, 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 how's his record look? Does he have any outstanding warrant? You know, they were looking for something, some type of bonus points they might have needed for the night cap or whatever. I don't know. I got yeah, Yeah, it's a bit like when you start getting... More more speeding tickets at the end of the month because they have to make their quota before. Right, yeah. So it could have been something like that. But I'm clean, so cool. I'm sorry you had that experience. No, it's fine. It was good. It's was, it was actually funny. I'm glad I had it because I'm glad it transpired that way it did. You know what I mean? It didn't go beyond or you know sideways. It wasn't really nothing, but it was it was annoying more than anything. <laughs> But uh, aside from that, I think Vegas has been quite the experience. It's been uh, cool. I haven't experienced, um, I wouldn't say much blatant prejudice like I have in the other areas, Memphis and Milwaukee. Milwaukee was very bad. Wisconsin up there is terrible. Green, oh, Madison. It's, it's anybody from Madison that tell you it's terrible. Really? Yeah. Any black person from Madison? Yes, they would. Mm-hmm. They would tell you it's terrible. Terrible. But uh, here is it's it's um it's fair. Not as noticeable. It's not as noticeable. Not as prominent. Maybe yeah, you don't not, as experience it as much. It's not as prominent because you know they have to deal with. There's a lot of. You see, you get a lot of respect. I don't know. You, you see a lot of people with money here. You know what I mean? So you don't know. You can't really shun a lot of people if you're living off those principles, you know, you're right. according to. Would you say there's a larger black population here in Vegas? Um, or just a larger black population with more wealth? Yeah, with more wealth. Right. Yeah. 
but I mean that's what Henderson's known for. In general, Henderson's known as a wealthier part of Vegas, right? Yeah, Henderson. All of the outskirts of Vegas are pretty much wealthier in a sense. Henderson, Summerland, Centennial, um, Southern Hills, Anthem. All, all of those places are higher, and you know the value of those homes are a lot more. But Vegas in general is, is pretty good. It's, it's, I mean, my experience so far overall. I mean, I like to take the good out of things anyway. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can see that about you. Yeah, I like to take the good out of things. But, yeah, I mean, things have been. It, it has its ups and downs clearly everywhere it does. But for the most part, my experience, I haven't experienced much prejudice here. Um it has been my and working at I've done this job where I did door to door. Um, I was we was pretty much had to. I say we had to sell children, but we had to get a child sponsored. Oh, I had to do that once. Oh my gosh, it was like it was terrible. After like after I stopped working there for them, because I was like, wow, what was I doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why was <laughs> yeah. I even doing that? Like, how yeah. did they make? Like, how you did they? A job. How did they get me to do that? Like, right. But it was an experience. It was definitely something that, you know, I'm glad I did, you know. Yeah. It, it, it instilled in me, like, some fearless qualities of, like, oh, I did this before, you know what I mean? Like, so I went up to doors and I, like, had a pitch for, um, hey, how would you like this sponsor crime? Not doing anything crazy. I just want to know if you want to help a child out. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you get people who, like, close the door in your face, like, like, like tell you off, all types of stuff, and, like, you know, threaten you. And it was like, and at the time, I I barely had facial hair then. Like, I was a baby, like, like under, I think I was 20, 19 or something. But they didn't care. Like, some of them, I can just tell, like, they just, they didn't care. Like, you're a stranger. You're on their property. For hell, they care. You're your child, you know, a teenager or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, some of those people... I mean, I was on their property or whatever, but clearly harmless, well-dressed, you know what I mean? Not looking, like, overly suspicious. But you felt it was racially motivated? I felt in some situations they were, like, they were inclined based off, you know, their racial preference. Like, hey, I don't care about this person's life, like. Right. If you, if it escal- if it has to get to that point, I don't mind shooting this person, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but, like, you know, you can tell that, like, when someone genuinely, like, you know, don't have you in their best interest, you know what I mean? You can tell somebody, oh, okay, oh, don't, don't mind, thank you, I'm genuinely not honest, I mean, like, not, 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 not interested in what you're selling or whatever you have to do with it, but thank you, though, you know what I mean? Right. And other people that's like, you know, very disrespectful or, like, go above to make you feel worse than how like you know than leaving the situation at neutral yeah yeah try to leave it that way it's hard because you can't you can't control somebody else's response to you or to what you're offering them or presenting to them right you can't so all you can do is try to encourage uh, an appropriate outcome but yeah that doesn't always go according to plan. But that job was uh, definitely an experience, and it was something that I've gotten to um, take notes on a lot of different people's behavior 
uh, when meeting a stranger <laughs> for their first time at their door. But it was it was it was interesting, very interesting job. It would teach you to read people for sure. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Help me read people. But that was um. Mm. Yeah, I guess I guess having to knowing that I was, I couldn't hold them all the way because I was like you know in a sense soliciting. <laughs> right. You know what I mean. So right. I, I can't I can't hold them for. No, in some ways, some people just immediate. don't like the solicitation. Doesn't matter who it is it at their front what door. It is. You know what I mean? Just yeah, get the so hell off my property. Exactly. So yeah. I, I can't hold each each one of them. It's yeah. It would be really hard to. It's funny because I think about that sometimes. I have masks for the pandemic that I wear mm. that have uh, Black Lives Matter written on them mm-hmm. uh, or BLM hashtag BLM, and I find myself at times choosing not to wear them in certain environments, especially driving across the country, Mm. uh, simply because I wasn't sure what the response would be. Right. And I'm a white person. Yeah. But I have that choice to take it off. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And is that what the response is related to when I get treated unfairly or poorly by somebody at a cash desk or a gas station or is it related to me personally or is it related to something I have on my face that right. just happens to indicate that I am a supporter of this organization exactly uh, so the fact that I can take it off but someone like you cannot nope. uh, also sort of shook me a little bit in the sense of Wow, you know, you you just wouldn't wouldn't always know yeah. what was motivating that person's response towards you. Exactly. Yeah. That is so and I agree with that. Like you don't know what motivates a person. Like I like to tell you I like to think that people are a product of their adolescence. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. As a young person uh, growing up with a, a phone, with social media, with all the technology that we have now, um, do you feel like things could potentially improve because of that? Because young people have access to more information now, so they can. Uh, question their parents' beliefs at a younger age. They can decide for themselves at a younger age, I believe this because this is the information I'm seeing, rather than being strictly brought up within an environment where it's only your parents that you're able to follow. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that, yes. And that's exactly what we're on pace right now. A lot of people are breaking out of those generational curses of right now is... It's on a wave of uh, creating generational wealth uh, just based off um, instilling financial literacy in their families. Right. Like installing that aspect. And also, yes, technology is giving us a lot more avenues as far as attaining information that we didn't have access to. So a lot of people who aren't allowing technology to distract them are, you know, using it productively and, you know, getting information that they find value in and are putting it to use. Right. 
So I happen to be one of those people that are putting information to use. Yeah. And, you know, to the best of my ability on a consistent basis and where I see applicable. But, yes, I, I agree. Yes. Yeah, I think technology has the potential to um, help and uplift. But it has to be, you know, you have to be intentional with your use of technology. Absolutely. And, you know, you can't just hold technology and say, hey, fix me, fix it. You know what I mean? You have to right. use it, you know. So, yeah, I think it, yes, it, the potential is definitely there. People just have to hone in and focus and be intentional about what they want to use it for. Technology you know? can be a huge distraction, mm-hmm. especially if you're not using it the right way. For sure. Exactly. For sure. Cool. This has been great. Thanks for yes. stopping in to chat with me. It's been very good. Comfortable. Are you comfortable? <laughs> I yeah, I've been comfortable talking to you. It's cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's been good. I love that you're comfortable talking to me. This is good. It's chill. It's chill. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Thanks for stopping in, Pippa. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of People Interacting with People. To see photos of my guests, please follow us on Instagram at People Interacting with People and subscribe to receive updates for our upcoming episodes. Stay tuned as there's lots more to come from here in Las Vegas. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Pippa Hurst.